Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from willing wanderers to wandering will-o'-wisps. And today we're talking about warlock subclasses, the Pact of the Archfey, and the Pact of the Genie. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How are you doing today? I am ready for magic. Yes. For, ready for, for forbidden magic. Forbidden magic. Warlock get, magic. No more love, no more kisses. Only magic. Indeed. Okay, so <laughs> warlocks. Um, A lust war- for power. <laughs> Indeed. Warlocks are seekers of the knowledge that lies hidden in the fabric of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Through packs made with mysterious beings of supernatural power, warlocks unlock magical effects both subtle and spectacular. Drawing on the ancient knowledge of beings such as Archfey, demons, devils, hags, and alien entities of the Far Realm, warlocks piece together arcane secrets to bolster their own power. So they have friends in high places. Oh, yeah. And today, Super high. We're talking about Archfey and the genie. So let's. So not as high as you could go. No, not as high as you could go. But, but still generally, powerful. that's how warlocks tend to, tend to do. They don't go as high as gods, they go as high as the things that tend to be right under them. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, when you're talking about a great old one, though. That's, that's okay. Like, it's a little different. It's a little different. Well, it's also it's it's a little different, but also the same in that like the great old ones tend to be more powerful than like or as powerful as gods, but they're cut off from the universe in a lot of ways. Yeah, so it, it it turns into like this demon lord level entity. Yeah, their their power siphoning has yes. to make it through the planar blah 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 exactly. and gets blah 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 blah. Now I'm only getting this much when I could have had this. Right, but you could have been crazy, my man. Yeah, that's true. Shout out to Carter Huttenberg. Indeed, Super Quest Saga. Please All right, so back on. to the Archfey. Yes, <laughs> your patron is a lord or lady of the Fey, a creature of legend who holds secrets that were forgotten before the mortal races were born. This being's motivations are often inscrutable and sometimes whimsical. It might involve a striving for greater magical power or the settling of age-old grudges. Beings of this sort include the Prince of Frost, the Queen of Air and Darkness, ruler of the Gloaming Court, Titania of the Summer Court, her consort Oberon, the Green Lord, and ancient hags. So all of those are good candidates to pick. As yes, your those are all Archfey entities of known name. 
And but when when you're I'm a make up your own arch freight kind of guy. Yeah, that's cool. that's really cool too. When you're yeah. patroning up, is it? It's I feel like it's not mandatory to know this patron's name necessarily, or mm, even what they're like. Yeah, you kind of got to know what they're about a little yeah. bit at least. Well, yeah, you, you obviously ran into them. Yeah, you're making a contract. Yeah. You're yeah. having a conversation. Yeah, this is one of the this is one of the warlock packs where you probably ran into them as a person versus like a demon lord one or obviously a great old one. You're not going to run into them. You're going to reach out to them via ritual and then yeah. either get accepted or not. Or know? they're going to run into you. Like they need a a person. Yeah, that's right? true. There's and that too. The that's pick. a good one. Yeah, yeah but and with <clears throat> Faye, that's that could kind of be the same thing. But it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, like you probably stumbled into Faye and ran into this person's like cave. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, first thing you get as a member of the Archfate Pact, uh, you are allowed to choose from an expanded list of spells when you learn a Warlock spell. The following spells are added to the Warlock spell list for you. First level spells: Fairy Fire and Sleep. Second level spells, Calm Emotions and Phantasmal Force. Third level spells, Blink and Plant Growth. Fourth level spells, Dominate Beast and Greater Invisibility. And fifth level spells, Dominate Person and Seeming. So a lot of enchanting, a lot of mind domination, a little bit of psychic power, and some nature um, manipulation. Some super fey. Yeah, some fey stuff. Some fey bullshit. Some hashtag fey bullshit. Indeed. Let's get so, into the fey bullshit. Will. I don't think we said hashtag fey bullshit in like a year and a half at least. That was the first hundred episodes. Joke. <laughs> There's a lot of first ep- hundred episodes jokes that just kind of yeah, live there. You know, they can't live forever. Yeah. Well, they do, but just but in our hearts. That's true. And in okay. this episode. Now. So starting at first level, you get a feature called fey presence. Your patron bestows upon you the ability to project the beguiling and fearsome presence of the fey. As an action, you can cause each creature in a 10-foot cube originated from you to make a wisdom saving throw against your warlock spell save DC. The creatures that fail their saving throws are all charmed or frightened by you uh, until the end of your next turn. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. Now, this is a pretty powerful first level one. Unless you're fighting a like, bunch of elves. This is another one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that. But this is another one of those um, mass charm things that are kind of rare in this game. It's like, yeah, it's cool. There's a few choice ones. Like the slow spell is one. Mm-hmm. The confusion spell is another yeah. one. But those are kind of higher level yeah, stuff. Yeah, this, this is, is level, level one. Level one, like, charm a whole group of, I don't know, uh, kobolds or gnolls or whatever that's yeah, about to, like, the, overwhelm the party. It's like, bam, problem solved. All you guys walk that way for an hour. We're going to walk this way for an hour, and you'll never catch us. That's true. A lot yeah. of a lot of times you can just, like, kill, like, when it comes to goblins and kobolds, you can kill one or two of them, and they'll all run anyway. But this is that's getting true. ahead of the game a little bit. You don't have yeah, to fight. Exactly. Very much so. So, that's a good first level uh, feature. At sixth level, you get your next fey, uh, arch fey feature called Misty Escape. You can vanish in a puff of mist in response to harm. When you take damage, you can use your reaction to turn invisible and teleport up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. Oh, you love rem- that. Yeah, you remain invisible until starting your next turn or until you attack or cast a spell. Once oh. you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a short or long rest. So this is like, uh, this is pulled almost directly from a power that you get in 4th edition. Um, what's it called? Misty Escape. But it's essentially the same thing. You get hit with attack and you teleport away and turn invisible for a turn. And uh, you could do it every short rest. And that in fourth edition, it was an encounter power, which is the same thing. It's probably called like Foggy Getaway or something stupid like that. <laughs> it, it was something similar to Misty Escape, but not the same thing. But either way, that's <laughs> a great power. It's a good level to get it, I suppose. Um, actually, that's just a good feature. Yeah, for it's, whatever this is level. fucking balling. Yeah. Are you serious? 60 so. feet? This is ultra Misty Step. 
It is really like, good, especially if you built like a character who does like to skirmish, but then needs to get the hell out of dodge, and then can become our artillery. Yeah, getting uh, getting out of dodge as a warlock is important. Yeah, absolutely. Whether you are a uh, a caster primarily, or if you are like a mixed combatant. Yeah, like if you're eldritch blasting from the back, this is a great way to get to the back mm-hmm. and stay in the back. Exactly. Um, at level ten, you get a feature called beguiling defenses. Your patron teaches you how to turn the mind-affecting magic of your enemies against them. You are immune to being charmed. And when another creature attempts to charm you, you can use your reaction to attempt to turn the charm back on that creature. The creature must succeed on a wisdom saving throw against your warlock spell save DC or be charmed by you for one minute or until the creature takes any damage. Mm. Now, this could be good, but it's very specific. Yeah. Like, you, who are immune to being charmed, has to be targeted by a creature that is trying to charm you. Yeah. So, like, your DM has to go out of their way to not, like, remember that you're immune to being charmed. You know what I mean? Because, like, most DMs, it's like, okay, they're immune to being charmed, not going to bother. Right. But it's like, well, this person has a feature that wants you to bother, so you should every once in a while bother. I'm of the, the mindset that, like, if you have an ability that keeps you from being charmed, it would it's a great way to spotlight a character, to throw them into a situation where right. they're the one that is safe in this yeah, like in the situation. In the situation yeah. where this charmy person is charming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Like, especially when you're Archfey, let's mm-hmm. say you have to like get a plot hook ready to well, you need to make a physical journey to the patron for some reason. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff in the Fae that's charming, right? Yeah, so, all over the place. Yeah, so that's a great a great hook, I think, mm-hmm. uh, to have you. You have this extra layer of protection to get through the Fae to make this journey. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to have to be the one to be, like, um, researching how to uh, ungun jutsu your homies. Sure, yeah. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. Some, lighten some sage. There you, <laughs> you go. <laughs> know, put a, get some smelling salts on there. Right. So this is this is one of those features that could be good, but it's it's upon DM discretion how good this feature is or isn't. Right. Um, I mean, every class has one feature that's a little lackluster. I think this is this one's. Yeah. Finally, at level 14, you get your 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 big arch fey feature called Dark Delirium. You can plunge a creature into an illusory realm. As an action, choose a creature that you can see within 60 feet of you. It must make a wisdom saving throw against your warlock spell save uh, DC. On a failed save, it is charmed or frightened by you, your choice, for one minute or until your concentration is broken. Excuse me. This effect ends early if the creature takes any damage. Mm -hmm. Until this illusion ends, the creature thinks it's lost in a misty realm, the appearance of which you the appearance of which you choose. The creature can see and hear only itself, you, and the illusion. You must finish a short or long rest before you can use this feature again. This is this Damn. is what's Put that? Your ass in the fog of lost this souls. Is, this is what uh fucking uh, Sasuke's brother does to people. Yeah, genjutsus. Yeah, um, but like the specific one he does. Oh, like um, I mean it's all genjutsu. Yeah, but his is like you get lost in a realm of his choice. You can only see him, him, him uh, yourself, in the illusion. Yeah, like it's the one he puts Kakashi in. Yeah, and he stabs Kakashi for like a month yeah, or whatever exactly. in there. Yeah, exactly. And then that. Kakashi's just like cool after. Yeah, he's like I he's, just got stabbed for like a month in Kikashi, the guts. Yeah, but good thing I kick ass. Yeah, he is very cool. Yeah, he, he um, is very cool. It reminded me of um, Last Airbender or Korra, where you go to the spirit world. There's this like foggy place you can get oh, lost in there. That's where the the series started to lose me. But maybe I'll go back and watch it. I'm, I'm listening. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, that um, there's some rough patches yeah. in that show. Yeah, that that's really cool. It's a cool feature. Definitely yeah. um the the charming, the Genjutsu yeah, it's stuff. It's a nice cool. illusion illusion thing without using a spell slot. So any questions about the Archfey Warlock before we talk about my character? Um no. 
Okay. Let's talk about your character. Let's talk about my character. So I'm, I don't know, I don't know when it it comes to this character. I got an idea, and I like my idea, and I mechanically have built it. And I got the the most of, like, the backstory, like, the the impetus for this character. But I'm, I'm... I want to gender bend it, but I don't know if I want to gender bend it. This we'll, is we'll a character see. creation segment. We should yeah. create the character. Let's so let's start character. talking about it, and maybe the details okay. will start so, filling themselves in. My concept for this character is they are a gnome, a forest gnome, and they, they grew up living in a small forest village in the Feywild. Nice. Mushroom Town? Mushroom Town, sure. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, their thing is that unlike most of the other gnomes, they don't have any, like, inherently... They're, like, not naturally gifted at... Uh, Nature magic or arcane magic or any of that stuff. Okay. Um, they're nimble, you know, like all gnomes are. And they're not dumb, but they just don't have the same intelligence. They, they never feel like they really belong. Okay. But this village lives under, um, un, uh, below this dark, frosty mountain. And all right. The, the lore of the town is, like, no one goes there. Anyone who does go there never returns. And so long as we leave the dark, frosty mountain alone, like, everything's okay in the village. Mount Crumpet. Sure, Mount Crabbit. Like, like, <laughs> like, sure. Except for, at some point, something is going wrong. The winter is encroaching on everything, and no one knows what to do. Right. And everyone's too scared coming, to go. And it's the Grinch is coming. Sure. Okay. That's what it got right. Not to do <laughs> Anyways, um, this gnome uh, does have one quality the other gnomes don't have, or at least more so of it than the others have. This gnome is very brave. Sure. And so this gnome decides, like, well, I may not be good at magic. I may not be good at anything that, like, is valued within my community. But one thing I can do is get to the top of this fucking mountain and see what's going on. Hell so yeah. that's what they do. Brave as fuck. They climb the mountain, and they get to within the, the icy caverns, and within it they find... Uh, an archfey, whether this is a lady or a male, doesn't really matter. But this is an archfey of resounding beauty and charm, but also resounding sorrow. Why don't we just keep they, them pronouns for the character and the patron? Sure. Yeah, exactly. All right. And the the gnome that enters this cave is immediately affected by this immensely strong aura of the archfey. Because that's the thing about archfeys is like, they are more like forces of nature. They can't help but be who they are. Kind of like Falurian and and Name of the Wind, where she can't help but be what she is. Yeah, like I um, I am a like yeah usually a chaotic force yeah. of nature. Exactly, much embodied. As and a, she a has like this persona. aura of charm about her. So mm-hmm. the way I picture it is the snow enters the cave and is immediately awash with this immense like charm, but also like the sorrow of this entity. And what they see is like basically what equates to the most beautiful being they've ever seen in their life. And this being is so sad. Just so, so sad. And it causes them magically, but maybe even personally, it really depends on the DM and the player, to want nothing more than to resolve whatever this entity's sorrow is. Because it's the most heartbreaking thing they've ever seen in their life. Oh, I see. So they're immediately affected by this this energy. Yes. Okay. And maybe against their will, maybe not. It's impossible to tell because by, by the end of this, this person is a devout warlock of this entity. And their sole drive is... To do the bidding of this winter archfey in order to uh, heal the woes and sorrow. I really like that. Whether that's possible or not. No, yeah, I get it. Because there must be, I like the idea that when they get up there, there Mm. is this charm about it. Like this energy there that they're they're being affected Mm. by. But something inside your character is responding to that in a a consensual way that makes it like, something deep inside me wants to help you no matter what. Yes. 
And, and I'm brave enough to do it. And I'm brave it. enough to do it. <laughs> and so, um, and so these two these two individuals interact, and this sorrowful archfey decides to uh, what's the word entertain this young gnome and maybe is even charmed by the naivety of it. Like, how do you, how are you so foolish as to think that you can resolve my sorrow? My sorrow is bottomless, endless, and nigh understandable. Sure. But, and the you know what? Is like, but you go with, right ahead. Hit me with the story though. Yeah. Let's work it out. Right, let's work it out. <laughs> and so this gnome becomes blessed with this archface power. And I want to go with a whole ice theme here. This is based off of- I like that. I like you little gnome. Perhaps we could form a deal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. And so I want to go with the ice theme. I went with uh, Pact of the Blade. And I'm picturing, uh, is again, a dexterity fighter. So we have like a rapier. Sure. And I'm picturing like one that's almost like looks like a, like a sword handle that looks like an icicle. Yeah. yeah. That's... <laughs> and, you know, we can flavor it. Like it's up to the DM whether you want to maybe keep it piercing damage, but maybe some of the spells you do can get roof flavored to cold damage. Like instead of green flame blade, maybe it's rhyme fire blade. It's like a blue flame. Yes, that, that's so that's cool. cold damage. Yeah. So cool. And, um, okay, so let's go over some of the stats. Um, I don't have a name because I couldn't pick a gender, and I'm just we're just the gnome, the winter gnome. We'll call them for now. I kind of like I kind of like that. The winter gnome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, uh, Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> the winter soldier. Yeah. The winter gnome. <laughs> um, so strength I dumped. So we got eight strength, which makes sense. Little guy. Hey, we're warlocks, dude. Yeah, we're dumping strength. <laughs> we're warlocks, today. dude. I'm not, you're not. I don't want you to be surprised. Yeah. When I dump strength. <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> exactly. Um, dexterity seventeen. Uh, Constitution 14, Intelligence 10, Wisdom 10, Charisma 17. We got uh, Walking Speed is 25 feet because you're a gnome. HP 73. Armor class is 15, but like I think by this time, by this level, they should have a plus one or two magic armor. But, sure. So that should be probably 16 or 17, but whatever. Um, I have this gnome trained in Arcana, Insight, Nature, and Perception. Um, they, let me see here. Uh, they can speak Gnomish and Sylvan, um, can play the flute. Um, let me see here. Now let's look at some of the spells I chose. So for cantrips, I chose Frostbite, Green Flame Blade, which I want to reflavor to Rhyme Fire Blade, uh, Mage Hand, and Minor Illusion. Uh, we have Mage Armor, Contact another, on another plane. Oh, yeah, everything's a fifth level spell. This Wait, is did so you take weird. Eldritch Blast or not? I didn't. Okay. I didn't on purpose. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Like, so I definitely am nerfed. I'm not as powerful as I could be. Eldritch Blast is, of course, the best cantrip in the game. Well, you're blade locking. I really wanted a blade lock. So yeah, I want to yeah, lock yeah, myself yeah. into this and not even be tempted by the Eldritch Blast. I don't think it's mandatory. Blast. I mean, there's a lot of builds yeah. that don't have Eldritch exactly. Blast. But this is not an optimal build. This is a fun build. Um, so for spells, contact other plane. So he... They can communicate with their in, their archfey entity. Counterspell, Dimension Door, Dispel Magic, Elemental Bane, which I don't remember what it does, but I remember thinking it was cool, so let me look it up. Yeah, I can't think of that one off the top of my head. Choosing one creature you can see within range and and choose one of the following damage types, Acid, Cold, Fire, Lightning, or Thunder. The target must succeed on a constitution save throw or be affected by the spell for its duration. The first time each turn, the affected target takes damage of the chosen type. The target takes an extra 2-6 da damage of that type. Moreover, the target loses any resistance to that damage type until the spell ends. So the idea here is to use Elemental Bane and make them weak to ice. Yeah, that's, re yeah. that's really so, cool. And here comes the Icicle Blade. Um, it must be frustrating to be weak. Uh, weak to ice when you're like a creature that should definitely not be. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the magic. Like, oh, it's so cold. Oh, why? <laughs> this normally doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I went with, I, I tried to pick spells that would be good in a skirmish. That's why I like uh, Dispel Magic and Counterspell to deal with like pesky effects. Dimension Door to get the fuck out if I yeah, need okay. to. 
uh, invisibility if I need to get the hell out, mirror image to like up my AC and my durability, uh, misty step to get out, seeming I I just get because of uh, the archfey thing, but it allows you to change the appearance of any number of creatures that you can see within range. You give each target. Uh, you choose a new illusory appearance, so like more disguisery, uh, spy, roguey stuff. Yeah. Uh, slow, because uh, that's good to, to good slow spell. your enemies. Yeah. yeah, I like that spell. And uh, yeah, so those are the spells I chose. I like when uh, everybody fails, and you do slow. Yeah, and not just one person. And so, I also wanted to to mess with the appearance of the snow. So like. The higher in level they get, the more connected they become to the sorrowful creature, the more they begin to change. The more they look like they just fucking skied down a snowy hill. Well, I just like, <laughs> I picture this person becoming paler and paler. Uh, maybe their their hair starts getting like a blue or a white kind of tinge nice. to it. Nice. Um, but also their eyes start to grow darker. They start to grow more and more somber and serious They and change dark. their name to Ice Cube? <laughs> no. No, damn it. Or no. Sleet? <laughs> sleet? Sleet them? Sure. Sleep but my point is, like, they begin, like, and maybe it could turn into a story thing where, like, if they are not succeeding in their endeavors to uh, help their art, their archery master, mm-hmm. they, they rather than heal the sorrow of their marrow, they, st- they start to become sorrowful themselves. Oh. And so that's what I pictured this person becoming, like, a grim, uh, almost, like, overly edgy character. They're um, like, your sorrow truly is bottomless. Yeah, yeah, it truly never ends. <laughs> uh, but uh, feeding into that, I gave them the far traveler background. So, like, you look at them, it's very obvious they're from somewhere else. Yeah, okay. Like, this dude's That's very cool. obviously Faye. Man. Um, anything else of, you know, all the all the features. Oh, yeah, my um, my invocations. So Oh, those are important. Lean towards the blade. So did I you got, build a 10? Uh, I think I did build a 10. So you should have, like, five, I think? Yeah, it looks like it. So Thirsting Blade, uh, I can attack twice with my packed weapon. Uh, improved pack weapon. It's a plus one pack weapon. Now. Nice. Uh, armor shadows. I can cast mage armor at will. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Eldritch smite. This is a big one. Once per turn, when you hit a creature with your packed weapon, you can spend a warlock spell slot to deal an extra one d eight force damage to the target plus another one d eight per level of the spell slot, and you can knock the target prone if it is huge or smaller. So at this point, that's five d extra on a hit. Yeah, and I can do that twice a, a fight. It's probably worth a spell slot. Honestly. Yeah, it really is. Like because it's you don't have to roll for it; it's just an automatic extra. What are we at at ten? And it's like force damage, three, which isn't going to be three spells, huh? We get to do three spells at level ten, warlock. Maybe four. Is, is that it? So, yeah, I didn't yeah. even look at the slots. I'll look at that in a it's second. It's like three or four. By it's, the way, they, they reset on a rest, so that's, in a way, it's almost better than a Divine Smite. Because Divine Smites, uh, they're tied to your spell slots that you have to recharge over the day, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. This is cool. This is, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going. And then finally, Mire the Mind, once per longer, so you can cast slow using a, without using a Warlock spell slot. Oh, no, no. Once for a long rest, you could cast slow using a Warlock spell, uh, spell slot. So that spell that I have, that slow spell, is tied to this. Oh, okay, than yeah. A spell it's not like a spell you chose. took. It's yeah. just an uh, invocation. Yeah. yeah and then, and then cool. I get Misty Escape, Beguiling Defenses, uh, Gnome Cunning, which is nice. I have advantage on Intelligence, Wisdom, and Charisma saving throws. Oh, yeah. Hey. Is, yeah. That's fucking good. Nice and defensive. Um, oh, I took the Piercer feat, it looks like. You gain a bonus to Strength or Dexterity. Uh, I, which I think I ch- chose dex plus one. Once per turn, you can re-roll the piercing damage from an attack. On a critical hit, you can roll one additional damage die. Oh, nice. So piercing from the from the rapier. So I, I really leaned into a melee a stabby, skirmisher. A stabby, 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 stabby warlock, yeah. Without having to do the hexblade thing. Yeah. Which is awesome, but I don't get that choice if I want to go fey. Hey. Um, I think, oh yeah, equipment, sorry. 
I gave them a cloak of billowing, which is just like the cloak billows really coolly whenever you want it to. Yeah, I've section. seen that one. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. And that's it. That's my guy or girl or person. That's them. my person. They them. Uh, yeah, that's the winter gnome. The winter gnome. Uh, let's take a short rest. Okay. <laughs> oh, before the short oh, rest. Oh, God, yeah. Sorry. Don't eat the icicles from your roof because birds shit on your roof and then the oh, icicles yeah. have bird yeah, shit in them. Shit. I mean, you're that. probably fine, but it's also gross. You're probably fine, but like, uh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, short okay. rest. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode we're not talking about that last thing, we're talking about this new thing, and it's a new thing right now, but it's an old thing in our hearts, and it's, it's love. We do love you. We love you guys. <laughs> we saw some talk about that dropping off. Yeah. That's because in the short rests aren't really a thing anymore, but they are. This We're going to do all our patron shouts. Short rests, I think it's a good spot for it. Um, so we want to talk about the people that we love that have come on to um, uh, support us on Patreon. We really appreciate you guys. Sorry for the delay on these. I know we upload episodes early um, on Patreon, and we actually forgot to record the patron shoutouts on the last round as well, those dropped into the normal feed. So it does exist. Your shoutout exists in the normal feed. <laughs> um, this one I'll re-upload to Patreon so you will hear it 
early, but it will also be on the normal feed. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot. We've got a new system to not forget, so we don't have to do it after the fact. Uh, so apologies for that. But let's get into it. Will, what do you think? You ready to shout some people out? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we're gonna try. We're gonna try this new list I have here that hopefully collects everybody. Um, Patreon's so weird sometimes with their their little hiccups and things. Yeah, in there. yeah. I mean, it's a great service to provide the bonus content and stuff like that. They have yeah. like a lot of good tools for that. But just some of these little things, I really want them to work yeah. out. Yeah, I think in the end, you just have to ask yourself, what in this world is perfect? That's true. The answer certainly nothing. not me. Yeah, certainly not me either. Okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, thank you very much, Rift. Thank you, Rift. And like th- the simple name, Rift. I know, it's just, that's it. <laughs> uh, and thank you, Lupus Twinkletoes. Thank you, Lupus. Uh, yes, Jeff Fitzgerald. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Simon. Thank you, Simon. Simon, thank you. Matthew Young. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew Young. Mark Leonard. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, the King of Hearts. Thank you, the King of Hearts. The King of Hearts, <laughs> you've returned to us. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that name doesn't ring a bell to me, but perhaps. Me neither. I'm, perhaps. I'm, I'm you, tripping. You can uh, click Lifetime, and uh, we can see if they've pledged before. <laughs> yes, Will, Will is showing me uh, Patreon. See, we've got more here. See, that list wasn't accurate. My emails are more accurate than that list, I think, because there's people here that aren't well, shown on you know on what? That. Maybe it's people who who dropped in and dropped back out. It could so be, that, it could yeah. be that, yeah. Okay, so we'll just go over the emails. Anybody I didn't say, mm-hmm. can say again. So uh, we'll do a few more here. Um, yeah, I can I can see the overlap. Okay. Uh, so thank you, Aaron Sager. Thank you, Aaron. Again, I know we shouted you out last time. We're going to double up on you, Aaron. And uh, and thank you, uh, just regular Aaron. Uh, think... Not regular Aaron. It's A-R-R-E-N. A different, a different Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Thank you, different Aaron. Not Sager, just Aaron. <laughs> thank you, different Aaron. Um, and thank you. I'm going to do a drum, drum roll on the thing. Uh, a slacker named Jack. Thank you, you slacker named Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that is a return. I don't know if you can see that. Um, Oh, slacker named Jack wants so something we're... very specific. Beep, 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 beep. It's been a, a while since Jack. we had one of these. Got to work beep, 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 this name into Super Quest Saga. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next, We already did Savvy Jack Scratch, which I think was the same person. Yes. I'll, I'll find another name. Okay. We'll figure it out. I'll, I'll send um, a message. Rohan Capitani. Thank you, Rohan. Thank you. Uh, Matthew Lloyd. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, we, we called out Jeff, Fitzgerald, Simon, Matt Young. Thank you, Alex Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Your name is very close to um, Alec Martinez from the Los Angeles Kings who won a Stanley oh, Cup nice, with us. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, whatever. Mm. It's, it's been seven years. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. The Dodgers won for the first time in that 33 years. So. All day, baby. Okay, so uh, Mark Leonard. Did we say Mark Leonard? We did. Already? Okay, well, but thanks thank again, you, Mark, Mark again. Leonard. Uh, Stephanie Gildart. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks for upping. Um, I see that you, you've crawled into the realm of bonus content. Yes, <laughs> welcome. Uh, and the King of Hearts, once again. Thank, thank you, King, King of Hearts. Hearts. Um, you know, the kind of shout out you get depends on your pledge. It's just the way it is. <laughs> okay. It's an unspoken law here on the Dungeon Cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, you get, you get, you get, um, you get DJ horns when you do good things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for, uh, coming on to Patreon. Check out all your bonus content. Let us know if you have any questions, send us an email, uh, or send us a message through Patreon and we'll catch you on the other side of this character creation.
Talk to you guys later. <laughs> Back to the show. Back to the show. That's what we're supposed to say. <laughs> it's been a while. I know. It really has. We'll say it again. Back, I'm like, let's go. Bye. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go back to back the show. Because the, the fade in is supposed to come in over oh, us saying that. Okay. So now we have to do it again. Right. Let's, let's go, go back, back to, to the, the show. show. Okay. Cool. We've returned. Here we have. We're fucking back. And it's time to talk a brand new pack. A pack out of Tasha's Pact of the Genie. That's me. So you, you've made a pact. Uh, if you are packed with the genie, you have made a pact with one of the rarest kinds of genie, a noble genie. Mm. Such entities rule vast fiefs on the elemental planes and have great influence over lesser genies and elemental creatures. Noble genies are varied in their motivations, but most are arrogant and wield power that rivals that of lesser deities. They delight in turning the table on mortals who often bind genies into servitude and readily enter into pacts that expand their reach. You could choose your patron's kind or determine it randomly using the genie kind table. So it can either be a Dao, a genie, an Ifridi, or a Marid. Right. Which we talked about in the genies episode and the Elemental Planes episode. Yes. So and check those out. when we talk about my patron, you're going to have to buff my lore back up a little no bit. No problem. All Absolutely. Right. So the first thing you get as a Pact of the Genie Warlock is the expanded spell list. The genie uh, pact of the genie lets you choose from an expanded list of spells. When you learn a warlock spell, your expanded spells is dependent on the genie kind of your patron. Now, this was a cool touch. Yeah, it's like an elemental flavor. It yeah, looks like. which I'm I'm always into. So, mm-hmm. no matter no matter what kind of genie you choose, you get these spells on your list: uh, detect evil and good, phantasmal force, create food and water, phantasmal killer, creation, and of course, wish at level nine. Yeah, that's up there. Um, if you went with Dao spells, which are the Earth Genies, you get Sanctuary, Spike Growth, Meld into Stone, Stone Shape, and Wall of Stone. If you chose the Genie, or Genie, um, that's the Air Genie, mm-hmm. you get Thunder Wave, Gust of Wind, Wind Wall, Greater Invisibility, and Seeming. I really like that one. Uh, the Afridi spells for the Fire Genie are Burning Hands, Scorching Ray, Fireball, Fire Shield, and Flame Strike. And finally, for Marid spells, which is the Water Genie, you get Fog Cloud, Blur, Sleet Storm, Control Water, Cone of Cold. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't really look at that one too no, much. That's cool. So we know you didn't go with the Marid Genie. There's your clue number one. <laughs> uh, also, first level, you get a feature called Genie's Vessel. Your patron gifts you a magical vessel that grants you a measure of the Genie's power. The vessel is a tiny object, and you can use it as a spellcasting focus for your Warlock spells. You decide what the object is, or you can determine what it is randomly by rolling on the Genie Vessel table. And... It gives you six examples on a D6 table. It could be an oil lamp, an urn, a ring with a compartment, a stopper bottle, a hollow statuette, or or, or an ornate ladder, lantern. Uh, obviously, it could be whatever the fuck you want. I think it just yeah, the cabinet has to have like, an empty inside. Here's some ideas. Exactly. But it can literally be anything, yeah. really. Here's a fucking pot. Right. So Don't while, run in the link. Right. While, <laughs> while you are touching the vessel, you can use it in the following ways. The first way is bottled respite. As an action, you can magically vanish and enter your vessel, which remains in the space you left. The interior of the vessel is an extra-dimensional space in the shape of a 20-foot radius cylinder, 20 feet high, and resembles your vessel. The interior is appointed with cushions and low tables. It is a comfortable temperature. While inside, you can hear the area around your vessel as if you were in its space, and you can remain inside the vessel up to a number of hours equal to twice your proficiency bonus. Um, so what at level ten? That's like a proficiency. That's like eight Four. hours. Yeah, yeah. You exit the vessel early if you use a bonus action to leave. If you die or if the vessel is destroyed, when you exit the vessel, you appear in the unoccupied space closest to it. Any objects left in the vessel remain there until carried out. And if the vessel is destroyed, 
Every object stored there harmlessly appears in the unoccupied spaces. That's closest cool. to the vessel's former space. Yeah. Once you enter the vessel, you can't enter it again until you finish a long rest. There's Neat. a lot of rules. Yeah, but they all make sense. They're like a closet. You get a closet. They all make magical sense. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy, no, I get it. You, you, you got to spell it out. Uh, the second thing you do with your vessel is called Genie's Wrath. Once during each of your turns, when you hit with an attack roll, you can deal extra damage to the target equal to your proficiency bonus. The type of this damage is determined by your patron. So bludgeoning for Dao, thunder for Genie, fire for Ifriti, and cold for Merit. The vessel's AC equals your spell save DC. Its hit points equal your warlock level plus your proficiency bonus, and it is immune to poison and psychic damage. If the vessel is destroyed or you lose it, you can perform a one-hour ceremony to receive a replacement from your patron. This ceremony can be performed during a short or long rest. And the previous vessel is destroyed if it still exists. The vessel vanishes in a flare of elemental power when you die. Okay. Whew. Yeah, That's I know. enough it's about your genie lamp. Um, that one was a little confusing, but... What? Um, like... Hmm. Once during each of your turns, when you hit with an attack roll, you can deal extra damage to a target. And then it goes on to talk about the vessel after that. Oh, yeah. It's just because, like, that's the that's the thing you can do. And then, finally, let's talk about the vessel. Okay. Yeah. Break. And yes. here, I was like, is this in re- – when I was reading uh, this, I was like, is this yeah, in sorry. reference? That doesn't make sense. Sorry. And I, I ended up treating it like this is a separate thing, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. It is a separate okay. thing. So, at level 6, you get another feature called Elemental Gift. You begin to take on characteristics of your patron's kind. You now have resistance to a damage type determined by your patron's kind. Bludgeoning, thunder, fire, and cold. I like bludgeoning because you don't see that a lot. I resist bludgeoning. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I that's, like it. That's a common damage Indeed, type. Indeed, it is. Yeah. In addition, as a bonus action, you can give yourself a flying speed of 30 feet that lasts for 10 minutes, during which you can hover. You can use this bonus action a number of times equal to your efficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. So you can fly and resist shit. So that's a good feature. Absolutely. Uh, flying 30 feet for 10 minutes is really cool. Yeah, very. And uh, we covered hovering in the last episode. We did. So you bounce back up. You're yeah. buoyant. You get an engine inside of you that propels a fan <laughs> oh, that God. makes pressurized air. Yeah, that. Yeah. At level 10, you get a feature called Sanctuary Vessel. When you enter your genie's vessel via the bottled respite feature, you can now... I always want to say respite, but I know it's respite. So that's why I always have no, that pause. Whatever. You can now choose up to five willing creatures that you can see within 30 feet of you, and the chosen creatures are drawn into the vessel with you. As a bonus action, you can eject any number of creatures from the vessel, and everyone is ejected if you leave or die in the vessel, or die or if the vessel is destroyed. In addition, anyone including you who remain in the vessel for at least 10 minutes gain the benefit of finishing a short rest, and anyone can add your proficiency bonus to the number of hit points they regain if they spend any hit dice as part of the short rest there. So this is like, you can bring your friends, and everyone can short rest, and it's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a, cool. That's a cool feature. Um, it's a little late to get it. I guess, I don't know. 10th level just seems late for me, but it's a it's a dope feature. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. We we kind of always feel like that about, like, I I always want all my powers early. Yeah, I know, you know? right? Yeah. <laughs> Finally, level 14, you get your ultimate genie feature called Limited Wish. You entreat your partner, or partner, your patron, to grant you a small wish. As an action, you speak your desire to your genie's vessel, requesting the effect of one spell that is six level or lower and has casting time of one action. The spell can be from any classes of spell list, and you don't need to meet the requirements in that spell, including costly components. The spell simply takes effect as part of this action. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish 1d4 long rest. This is cool. Do a magic. Do a magic. Do a magic. Good. Yeah. And, and if you're real lucky, you could do that same thing every day, once a day. 
Yeah, if, if you're, you're really real lucky. lucky, and your patron doesn't get pissed at you. I know, right? That's like, like a, I was. I was trying to Google like ways to exploit it, and people are like trying to think of ways to make money doing it. Oh, like become rich like by getting oh. like a resource over and over again. And um, your patron's gonna wise up pretty. Yeah, I'd be like, that, "What are you right? doing? This is what I want you to do. Like, no, no more limited wish for you." Now, uh-huh. and that's the thing. Like, this is one of those features that you can cut off from your player. Although I wouldn't recommend it. It's just you could lore wise. You need a way to that talk about it beforehand. It's just yeah. like with the paladin too. Yeah. Like if you go too far out of line of, of this, I mean you will piss off your person. You volunteered to play the warlock. Exactly. You had a hand in that, creating the patron or right. should have, mm-hmm. or at least you were given a rundown of who your patron is from your DM. Right. Regardless, you you signed up for this. Yeah, so exactly. that's one of the things that, that is a, a player hook. Or a, a plot hook that the DM can mess with exactly. is to play with your emotions. Don't tell them about your important family members from your mm-hmm. character's backstory because they will kill those people. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and same thing with the patron. Like you, you, you have to role play this. And if your patron's a real badass that doesn't take no shit, and you're fucking around, and they're a genie, so they definitely are a badass who doesn't take shit. Right, they're in charge. <laughs> yeah, and and like this, the genie is like the closest thing to evil you can get without being hardline evil. Right, yeah, like. Yeah. They, and a lot of times and they Faye, pretty much are Faye and Genie. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty much are evil. Yeah, they do a lot of evil things. They're selfish. Yeah, yeah, which can be translated evil depending evil. on your outlook. Yes. Um, so yeah, that My that's look. It's the Jedi who are evil. Sorry. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> Star Wars. Love okay. It. You want to tell us about your dude? I do. I'm gonna look this way for a okay. little while. Um, but yeah, I man, I named my guy Maxwell Max Connor, who is um the kid from Kazam. <laughs> right, exactly, yes. <laughs> um, and I don't necessarily want my uh genie patron to look like Shaquille O'Neal, but that would be Oh, that'd cool. be super fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um my vessel is a boombox. It is a hollowed uh, statue yeah! and it is a boombox. I love it. So like the the speaker holes are where they're it's hollowed yeah, sure. out. Well, yeah, so whatever. when it's I go chill, it's in the fucking boombox, dog. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I have I took a I'm an amulet, um, Oh yeah, you want to read the with the with talisman, talisman. Talisman, that's what that is. Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, it's probably under features, class features. Yeah, I should probably help you by pulling up your own character sheet too. Yeah, could you? That'd be yeah, great. We'll, we'll it's, mine's far away. I'm, I don't have. Oh any, yeah, your monitor. I'm gonna get a new tablet upset. that yeah. will let me dungeon cast better. All right. So until then, give me a moment as I pull it up. Yeah. Um, I want to go over, I'll go over my invocations since I have yeah. them here in the meantime. Yes. So I built up to a level 10 character. Um, well, I guess I should talk about this guy a little bit. Um, I yeah, did, yeah. Who is this I person? built a, a he, him, um, uh, Air Genasi, um, because I took the, um, the gin, the genie, the genie, um, Air Genie. Oh, you went with Air Genie. Cool. Um, cool, cool. I'm straight up a slave dog. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. Yeah. It's a rough, it's a rough theme. I want this uh-huh. character to come from like a really, uh, Really hard background. It's so like merchant, uh, criminal, merchant. merchant. I, I did the, the oh well, my my background. Uh, uh-huh. was like a guild merchant. Okay. I figured we were probably making stuff in uh, for the the air genie. Uh-huh. Air genies do like the slavery thing, right? I remember them. They're like being, the one that's do the least. Okay, well, yeah. th- it's happening for yeah, sure. sure. In a capacity, maybe not in a huge capacity, yeah. but we're guild merchants that are under the employ of mm-hmm. this air genie, mm-hmm. and um, my character pushed too hard for freedom and was hand selected to become the um the warlock. Okay, wow. I'm going to watch over you particularly yeah. and send you I'm going to segregate you from your people that give you power. I like how both the characters are created today are kind of like unwilling participants in the warlock patronage. Well, there's a lot of warlocks that 
um, I mean, we, we covered it in the beginning, right? The lore that says that you all want to expand and know the secrets of the mm. universe and seek yeah. power. Yeah. And, um, but there's a lot of like, like, yes, you can do that, but that, that kind of leans towards like, I'm evil yeah. almost. Right. Like I sought out a demon to right. do Eldritch Blast. Right. <laughs> you're right, evil, right. dog. Yeah. Like oh, you're probably yeah, evil. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. but this, I don't want this character to be evil. I want this, uh-huh. uh, character to be imposed upon. Okay. And to try to um, eventually one day not be a warlock mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. find a new way to oh, that'd know, be cool to find their freedom. Yeah. I, I like the I like the Air Genasi a lot. Um, I don't oh, yeah. I don't play with them very often these mm-hmm. days, so I thought this would be a good opportunity to lean into that. Oh, is um, this person Air Genasi? Yeah, an Air, oh, Air nice, Genasi. Nice. Um, so you know, Air Genasi is under the Air Genie employ. Yeah, I'm picking you to go do my. Journeying stuff. I don't care who you do it with, just as long as they're not Air Genasi people, pretty right, much. Right. So adventuring party, beware. I have an Air Genie guy running around. But there's a lot of cool stuff, air stuff here. You know, the Air Genasi breathing underwater or mm-hmm. holding your breath infinitely, not yeah. breathing underwater. Yeah, you just but don't need to breathe. You don't are breathe breath. and can swim yeah. underwater. <laughs> this is what I use it for. And the, like the hover ability, like floating 30 feet. And mm-hmm. then I get to fly mm-hmm. a bunch yeah. and do Thunder Wave. Um, but let me... Uh, so I got packed to the talisman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the wearer of your talisman fails an ability check, they can add 1d4 to the roll, potentially turning the roll into a success. The benefit can be yeah. used four times, and all expended uses are restored when you finish a long rest. So it's uh, extra good saves, I suppose. Right. So this works like hero points, which is in the DMG. Mm-hmm. Um, there are specific rules for that. But, yeah, I can... I can... Oh, ability check. I can roll an ability check, and if the dungeon master is like, and when I do hero points, I kind of like to tell my players, like, this might be a good time to use, like, there's no guarantee because you could roll a one. Yeah. Or I'll just tell them straight up, like, use a hero point because the DC is 15, you just rolled a 14, you could pass it. Oh, I'll, nice. I'm, I like to. You're generous. I like to be generous with it. Like, if yeah. they're if they're using this sort of system to kind of just give them a, give them a grounds so they're not wasting it, because mm-hmm. um, that feels bad. When it's like. I rolled a three. You should probably know not to use it. Right. But if you roll a 10 and you're like kind of unsure, it'd be like, well, is the DC 15? Uh, okay. Well, like yeah. maybe I won't say in that point. Yeah. You, you take the risk at right, this point. Right. You roll a 10. That's probably one of the 11. That, you're right in there for like, yeah. do I do it? It's do I not? It's and then I might sit back and let the player kind of, you know, figure that out right. resource wise. But most of the time I'll, I'll tell them, you know, just mm. like, Hey, this might be a good opportunity, you know, to use this. Yeah, absolutely. So for my invocations, um, I learned fragments of forbidden knowledge that imbue me with uh, abiding magical ability. So I took Eldritch Mind. I have advantage on constitution saving throws that allow me to maintain my concentration on a spell. I took Eldritch Sight so I can cast Detect Magic at will without expending a slot, which Mm. I think is super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I took Ascendant Step. I think the prerequisite for that is to be level 9, level 10. Yeah. Uh, I can cast Levitate on myself at will without expending a spell slot or material components, Mm -hmm. which is fucking cool. Yeah. Um, repelling blast. When I hit a creature with Eldritch Blast, I can push them 10 feet away from me in a straight line. And then I took Otherworldly Leap. I can cast the jump spell on myself at will without expelling, expending a spell slot or material components. So I really wanted to go with that airbender movement. vibe. You're going with movement. Yeah. Pushing and, and levitating and jumping and all that other stuff. Yeah, That's really cool. I like Air it. Air get a base to plus one for decks. They do. And they so really I, do. I kind of wanted to lean into the deck stuff a little bit. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually take any skills in like those regards. Okay. I took um I took Arcana History Insight Persuasion. Uh, merchant skills. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So I History I, and Persuasion especially and yeah. Insight, yeah. And Arcana, because I kind of pictured this person learning about their enemy, uh, which is their 
their oppressor. I'm into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so makes a lot of the sense. The more I know about magic, the yeah. blah, 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 blah. What kind so, of spells did you choose? Um, that's the thing is I didn't really get into it because I wanted it all to be oh, wind themed. And I see. kind of saw the those base from the table. Uh-huh. I saw those air spells. I was like, that's enough for me. Uh, <laughs> Fair damage enough. Because I took, I took some feats. Yeah. Here. I mean, you probably learn like lightning if you want to call down thunder and like a storm type thing. Those are all the spells I'm going to take. Is yeah, like to, all the wind stuff. I kind of conceptualized. I, mm-hmm. I basically laid the framework to pick spells like that yeah. out. Utility spells. You know, I'm still warlocky, so I'm going to want a misty step and stuff like that, or mirror image right. or whatever it is. It's all going to be wind themed, clouds, mm-hmm. breezes, mm-hmm. tornadoes. Like my eldritch blast is tornadoes. probably just a fucking tornado that comes out of my hand. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, cool. and with the push, you know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. air. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you get it. You that's get, damage. You yeah. fucking get it. Yeah, I do. The gust <laughs> cantrip, dog. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Um, where are my... Yeah, Pact of the Talisman. There's that. Sanctuary Vessel. And any breath. Mingle with the wind. Man, I can do levitate a bunch. Um, yeah. Yeah, you kind of tripled down on that levitate. I know. That's, um, <laughs> that's a little... Because you also have a feature that causes, that you can fly once ever, ever short rest, I believe. Oh, here are my feats. Okay, I took Elemental Adept for Thunder. Oh, nice. So spells, uh, spells I cast ignore resistance to thunder damage. And when uh, I roll damage for a spell I cast um, that deals thunder damage, I can treat any one on that damage die as a two. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. no resisting me thunder, and you're going to take a chunk no matter what yeah. you know so i thought that was really cool yeah i um, thought about taking elemental adept for my person but uh i didn't want to do another feat for sure for sure yeah i didn't i didn't really pick out the spells i feel like you can kind of figure out like what kind of spells yeah I'm gonna go for. It, it becomes obvious when you go with an elementally themed individual yeah it becomes very obvious yeah like i'm yeah. gonna this this character's whole idea is to lean into their their heritage as an air genasi and like being influenced by you know, air, the whole theme of, like, freedoms and stuff like that. I, I want like that. that. I want that yeah. to really be inlaid, you know, last airbender style kind of vibe. But, like, no aversion to violence. Violence is kind of part, of, probably a uh, part intrinsic of part of what is going on in their community as yeah. an air genasi. Yeah. So a lot of air genasis are, like, isolated. You know, they live together mm-hmm. sort of thing, mm-hmm. I think, from what I remember. So I'm going I'm gonna to go and lean in with that, where, like, this this person is from a family that is close to this air genie that is subjugating them and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like and since the air genie kind of doing it the least maybe not so heavy-handed about it Mm -hmm. but protective of their throne and Mm -hmm. like it's kind of seeing me as a dissenter and a threat to not themselves but to their community that they're overseeing they got set up right so i'm going to send you away yeah, and, Ooh, and it's that's almost like a banishment. Yeah, I like that. okay, cool. I, I'm I am summoned to their throne room or what mm-hmm. have you in probably the elemental plane of air. Mm-hmm. I'm imbued with patron power, told I'm going to be watched over mm-hmm. and sent on my way, never to see my family again, so oh, to speak. Wow, and that wow. will be this whole character's arc is to taking down the tyrant, break the break the bond somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, rescue my family, yeah. whether they see it like that or, or not. not. Right, like, you, we need to find a yeah. new way. Of yeah. life, you know, this, this isn't it. Fuck yeah. this asshole. Yeah, yeah, uh, that sort it. of thing. All right, that's awesome, dude. I really like it. It's fun. You uh, really like? I mean, it's he's basically not anything to do with Kazam. No, <laughs> just the name, Max. Okay, just the name, Max. And and, uh, and the air genie looks like Shaquille O'Neal, I guess. <laughs> evil tyrant Shaquille O'Neal. Evil, evil Shaquille. <laughs> All right, I think with that we can get ready for a long rest. Yeah, let's do it. All right, hey everybody, welcome to the long rest. We're uh, not doing a Beholder theme episode today, which you know all about at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, we did do character creation 
And that means one of us is going to take the responsibility of a feat based off of our character, uh, a feature of the eye, a, a physical feature, and then one of us is taking the eye beam. Who wants to go first? You go first this time. Okay. I just rolled a dice and it was a 10. This is going to be an average description. Get ready. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. So I'm responsible for the eye beam power. Mm-hmm. Uh, based off of all this wind shit, it's going to be a fucking tornado. Mm-hmm. So my eye beam is going to shoot a tornado. Um, the range of the tornado is going to be 120 feet. Goddamn. And it's going to push whoever it hits 20 feet. Okay. That's it. <laughs> All right, cool. Tornado beam. Tornado beam. All right. And so with my Ice Fey uh, Warlock, I'm going with an Ice Fey feature. And this Beholder's skin is going to be as white as snow. Mm-hmm. So... Albino beholder. Yeah. Snow skin and uh, tornado beam. That's tornado what we got beam. today. It'll be a frosty tornado, too. So how many features? And are we at five and five right now? Let's take so a we look. We got five more five more of these episodes before it's finished. Three, four. That would be... This would be our fifth edition yeah. of... So we have um, five... What are our five beams? So we have uh, from the Beholders Revisited. Oh, that's different. That's yeah. We did a great white shark teeth fact. I wrote that on there. I didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Good for me, though. Uh, let's see. We started with uh, Leonin's, which yeah. gave us the roar beam and mm-hmm. main. So this mm-hmm. beholder has a main mm-hmm. all around it. Um, then next one was the basilisk episode, which we gave it a petrification beam and a gullet like a basilisk. Mm-hmm. Spiky mm-hmm. gullet. Yeah. Um, evil turkey style. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we did our draconic bloodline and clockwork soul. Cockwork soul. What? Uh, <laughs> episode. Uh, with that, we did a math beam. Uh-huh. I forgot what the stat specifics of oh, the math beam were. Confusion. confusion, yeah. yeah. From the confusion spell. Yeah. I got to write that on there. Yeah. And uh, it has a turtle beak, yes. like for its mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of teeth, right, it has a turtle yeah, beak. It has a turtle beak. Yeah. It's probably a nasty one. Yeah. Uh, for Suni, Suni, we did um, the love beam. Beautification and beam. Beautification beam and uh, long eyelashes. Yeah, long eyelashes. Really long eyelashes, like a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> and then we did the Death Kisses episode where I told you guys about hovercrafts. And then we just did our most recent one. Pack so of the, our then pack Snow of the Skin and... And what was the beam again? Oh, tornado. Tornado beam. beam. Oh yeah, I love this beholder. It's it's Be- really fucking cool so far. Chaos. Actually, terrifying. It's coming this together. It's like challenge rating twelve. Wow, we're halfway to our through our first beholder. We are. Damn, that's get yeah. happening fast. We're, we're gonna have three at the end of this. We're gonna have to name it and everything. Fuck, man, you're talking about March. Oh my god, and these yeah. episodes drop in late February. Some of them. Yeah, or we're recording this in January. Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> okay. I, I, um, if you like what we do on the show. If you like us, because, you know, we like you, um, probably, <laughs> and you want to support us, you can do so in a couple different ways. The first and foremost, bestest way ever is to tell people about the show um, that you think would like it and would want to listen to it on a regular basis, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the best thing you can do, straight up prepaid. Um, the next best thing you can do is probably support us on Patreon. And there's a lot of great bonus content for you to be... Uh, to get something back, if you want to donate to us on a monthly base, uh, those donations go to new equipment upgrades and uh, helping Will and I have easier lives, which is great, um, and making the show show better and do different shows. We were able to do Super Quest Saga because of Patreon, so thank mm-hmm. you guys so much. Indeed. Um, check out Super Quest Saga while you're at it. It's a great show. Um, you can reach out to us on the dun- at the dungeon. Bleh. You can reach out to us at the dungeoncast at gmail.com if you want to say what's up or reach out for... If, I don't know if you're interested in like sponsoring an episode or anything like that. That's something we do here. 
Uh, and you can check out our Instagram. You can check out our Twitter. And uh, we are currently running a contest on both of those social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, do you want to tell people how they can enter the – oh, tell them the prize since <laughs> I can't I can't have a good brain. Okay. We're giving away a yeah. copy of Candlekeep Mysteries, a, um adventure module with 16 different adventures, all mystery-themed and an amazing alternate cover. And you can enter that contest on Twitter by going ahead and sharing a link to your favorite episode of any of our shows. Go ahead and tag it with a hashtag DungeonCast, and our assistant will get you on a list. We will do a random number generator, and we'll find a winner on March 16th. Yeah, Instagram's going to be um, – make sure uh, make sure you're following the Twitter to be eligible. So uh, also, same thing with Instagram. Follow the Instagram. Like the post associated with the contest. Uh, leave a comment tagging a friend, and that will get you an entry. You can enter as many times as you want with different comments with a different uh, friend that you tagged. All in support of spreading the word about the Dungeon Cast. That's all we ask. And you can win. We're going to be giving away two copies of Candlekeep Mysteries, which I, I'm going to dedicate to remembering the name of that. <laughs> and uh, we're going to give one away for Twitter, one away for Instagram. So, uh, yeah, that's like Will said, that's alternate art. So be sure to check out our, our stuff there on our social. Um, check out our Discord where we have a, a bajillion really super awesome people just kind of chatting about D&D and the Dungeon Cast and all kinds of stuff. Um and Super Quest Saga and the Patreon stuff. If, if you are on Patreon, you have a, a special link to get into a special channel in our Discord where you can go uh, talk about stuff there. That's all I got. All right. I think we call it a game. Let's call it a fucking game, dude. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from willing wanderers to wandering will-o'-wisps. And today we're talking about warlock subclasses, uh, the Archfey one and the Genie <laughs> one. Damn it, why did I write that? <laughs> did you actually write the Archfey one? I, the I wrote Archfey and Genie. What is it? <laughs> Pact of. Pact of. The Archfey and the Genie. <laughs> Man, why did I write that? That's too funny. <laughs> Knew I should. Dude, just... I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> so, I know I didn't eat uh, yeah, today either. Yeah, so goddamn I'm, hungry. I'm, oh, that I'm, must be worse for you. You get up way earlier than me. I did. Okay, I had a bowl. Uh, I had a cup of cereal with raspberries in it at like seven this morning. Uh, okay. But it's been a while. Yeah, you're. You're. I didn't eat you're, before the podcast. You're definitely where I am then. I'm. I'm beyond the hunger yeah. part. I don't feel it anymore. <laughs> I got hungry right before I you am got become here. hunger. I was like, I need to get there to set up. I'm not okay. going to stop for food. Yeah. I'm going to go to Miguel's Jr. after this because that's all so good. Yeah, it sounds good. All right, here we go again. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it <laughs> eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.